Animal heads hung stuffed and mounted on every wall, including the ugliest javelina I've ever seen, and that's saying something. And then there were the bones. Human bones. Femurs, fibulae, rib cages, pelvic bones, sternums, clavicles, skulls. From adults and children. I had a strong feeling there'd be no more house hunting today. The bones overwhelmed me with a recollection of mass murders past, very sick ones. I heard a soft footstep and sighted on an entryway. Honey took a quick peek into the room, we made eye contact, then moved off together down the hall. The rest of the house held more of the same, but to a lesser extent than in the front room. We smelled a scent. Copal incense? as we approached the final room to search. This was clearly a new addition to the house. I went in first, crouching, then moved left. Honey jinked right after she cleared the doorway. The high-ceilinged circular room had to be fifty feet in diameter. The floor and walls were black marble, inlaid with all sorts of arcane icons and unknown script. Some of it looked medieval. Other images appeared primitively grotesque. There were sheeted mattresses and large pillows, a couple of big wooden cabinets, a table and chairs. A large red wooden chair, ornately carved and plushly cushioned, sat off by itself, facing the center of the room. An altar, to what I couldn't fathom, was recessed in the wall, contained a human skeleton wearing a top hat, Mardi Gras beads, and sunglasses. Bottles of rum, packs of cigarettes, candles, cash, and other items adorned the altar. As Honey and I circled in opposite directions, I saw that the far side of the room held a bondage and discipline set up, with all kinds of racks, restraints, chains, and goodies pertinent to a variety of alternative sexual fetishes. Honey and I silently checked for any other hidden points of egress, since the elephant in the room had made its presence known the moment we had entered, that being a massive circular stone pedestal about three feet high centered in the room. I confidently calculated it could accommodate at least three people, since there were two naked male bodies on it right now, and they weren't moving. As I approached, I saw a drain built into the floor at the foot of the pedestal. Was this some kind of sacrificial altar? The stone top was grooved so fluids would easily channel from the altar and drip down to the drain. For blood? The nude Hispanic guys were freshly dead, but I checked to make sure. We holstered our weapons and scanned the area. No blood, no shell casings, no obvious signs of trauma or foul play. No marks, no entry or exit wounds readily visible, I said. And no weapon, added Honey. One of the stiffs, who looked to be around thirty, had a skunk-like shock of white hair bifurcating his black locks. Both of their faces were frozen in grimacing death masks, suggesting some kind of horrific fear. Fear of what? I'd never seen anything like this, and it made my skin crawl. Honey unclipped her police radio from her purse. Dispatch, this is Detective Baby. Two, repeat, two Signal 29 unclassifieds, possibly 30s, at the location of the 94s in the 4th. Possible 30s, possible homicides? Yes, she had made the right call. My instinct screamed murder, but there was no clear evidence of that. What do you make of all this? she asked me. I think the professor has some explaining to do about all the bones, and why he has some kind of altar in a weird chamber with two dead men on it that look like they died of fright. 